Webway Worldwide. Worldwide Webway. Webway. This is Dark City Discord. My name is Stuart. I'm Scott, one of two of your Batch Brothers. And today, along with the other Batch Brother, we're going to be covering Faction Focus Part 6. Last of the Faction Previews. Freaking finally. Finally. I'm just glad they didn't wait to have the Jakari last, because, geez, having to, like, chomp through all this. Okay, no, I'm kidding. This has been, frankly, a pleasure, and... I'm a little sad we're coming to the end, but as we are, uh, they are dropping indices. So while we're while we're so on much this, ahead of us, there is lots of ahead of us. So after the faction previews, we're pretty much going to do deep dive into Drakari. Yeah, um, everything from a dissection to just sort of an, an analysis of the anatomy. Yep, anatomy of the dark city. There you go. Uh, so without much further ado, let's go ahead and iterate to you who are uh, factions that are going to be focused on today are. We've got the Gene Stealer Colts, Imperial Agents, the non-Codex compliant or less than Codex compliant Space Marine chapters. Heretic. No, no, we already covered those. These guys are okay. Oh, shoot. Oh, There's shoot. only one heretic chapter in this bunch. It's the Dark Gods, but you know. No, Dark are. Angels. No, sorry. <laughs> and then last but not least, Titans. Oh. Lord. It's exciting. I'm waiting for my giant tax return. And then I'll get that. Okay. No, you're not. You're right, I'm probably not. <laughs> to kick us off, we're going to talk about Gene Steeler Colts. And, boy. Lots uh, of controversy around this one. At least you've heard uh, down your grapevine, eh, Stuart? Yeah, I, I feel like all my friends and teammates talk about how broken uh, Gene Steeler Colts are going to be, but I beg to differ. Well, let's get into it. Um, do you want me to kick this one off, or do sure. you want to take her? Use right. that uh, radio voice of yours. <laughs> that Sybarite radio voice of yours. I, you know, if I try too hard, I might try to start sounding like a snake. All right, let's get into it. All right, so what the Gene Stealer Cults are going to have is what's called Cult Ambush. If your army faction or Gene Stealer Cults, each time a unit with this ability is destroyed, roll a d6. Add three to the result if that unit was battle line. Okay. On a four plus, so I guess if it's battle line, you're getting it. Uh, okay. That unit is replaced. So that, roll. that unit is placed into the Cult Ambush, and you can place one Cult Ambush marker anywhere in the battlefield that is more than nine inches horizontally away from all enemy units. If it is if it's no possible, no markers placed. Okay, so what happens then uh, if an enemy model, excluding aircraft models, ends any kind of movement with a nine inches of cold ambush marker? You place cold ambush marker is re- is removed from the battlefield at the end of the reinforcement steps of your opponent's next movement phase. For each of your cold ambush markers still on the battlefield, you can select one unit from your army that is in the cold ambush and set that destroyed unit back up on the battlefield using the deep strike ability, containing all of its models with their full wounds remaining and with at least one of those models touching the cult ambush marker. Wow. That's pretty good. Okay, so character models, though, that are attached to the units of this ability are not returned alongside that unit, and should it be returned, the battlefield is described below, only the bodyguard unit returns. Can I give a synapsis? Yeah, go right ahead. So essentially... It's uh, very wordy, so we probably need to break it down into the, the layman's terms, the monkey terms. Whatever is going to be battle line for Gene Sither Colt uh, essentially comes back for free on a, on a token. So... Um, on all other units, it's going to be on a four plus. So pretty much anything can come back. It says bar. Uh, doesn't say anything. So on a yeah, four up. So four up. Uh, I was just trying to. It says because uh, your vehicles could come back too. Yep. On a four up. Okay. So you get a token for the unit that was destroyed, and you get to place it nine inches away, and if. Enemy units come within that token's range, it just fizzles. Does that 
unit just die? I would assume so. Like, there's no chance. That's so. Essentially, you get unlimited squads if you place your tokens in a yeah, safe, I, safe place. Well, I am wondering to your question whether or not that token would be discarded for good, or if I it goes it back into the pool. It doesn't say anything. It says uh, if an enemy is removed from play. So right. yeah. So if removed from the battlefield. Gosh, that is an interesting. So I think it doesn't come. You don't think it comes back? Well, I'm going to be contrary to you. I'm going to say it comes back, and we'll see where it, where we land on sure, this. Sure, sure. Um, but you know, to that point, that's just me. I have to play devil's advocate because we can't agree on everything. What kind of a batch bro would we be? Um, and get your get your cobalite crap out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse so me, I've got a poison tasting we later. Jumped away from the synapses. Essentially, Dream Siller Culture is going to just be, be respawning uh, units, and it has to be tact- tactfully. Tactically, yeah. Tactically so placed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I mean, essentially, they could put it in a corner right. where you're never going to be, and uh, is that placement appropriate, or are they just looking to s- score more units on their table? Let's uh, let's keep dissecting this a little before we move on. I know a lot of the, the pain and contention around this is the fact that you're playing against somebody that has, like, infinite units. But okay. it can be played around very well. Yeah, so that's to my point. You check out our previous episode, Faction Focus number 5. When you see how the Grey Knights can teleport around a table... They have kind of the same rules. You can almost set yourself up to go, hey, no, you're not going to respawn over here. It's within nine, so you couldn't teleport over there. You could teleport over the... the oh, over the, the, the icon, token. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, and then you're, yeah, because uh, that's not a unit. It's gone. You know, I think more to the point, us Drukari with our really fast raiders and venoms. Like, go ahead. Go ahead and put that there. Yeah. You know, or maybe I'll leave... I won't give you very many options because any one of my guys could go there. But as the same token, you could... Ha. Huh, yeah. you, you could... Really place it in a de- really defensive place, you know, bolstering up your units, you know, turn one, two, three, and keeping that fodder going. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. You, it just, it almost, it does give you the impression of the onslaught, you know, it, <laughs> the neighborhoods rise up, you know, the workers unite and, you know, back to the star gods and but, the cults are going to ambush you. But don't, don't lose hope. Um, I think that there's going to be play arounds for this. One, you can just move over the token. Two, what are the points going to be? Oh, they're going to be cheap. I'm going to love it. I, I'm sorry. I, I might be the only person, a non, of course, the Gene Slayer Cult armies are loving this as well, but the non Gene Slayer Cult army player that's like really ecstatic about this. Like, I look at it and I'm like, awesome. This is actually kind of like the, like the Grey Knights. It's a little bit of a game changer. Yeah, it, it definitely a lot of bit of a game the, changer. It definitely would change the meta. We're definitely sticking on this army rule. Um, but there's there's a, there's so much to unpack here, and um, I think that I think neophytes were like six or seven. Yeah, they were. Yeah, around the range of like a cultist or a cobbler. My guess is they will go up to. Do you think so? Eight or nine or ten. Interesting. You know what? I, what I uh, what I like about this though, just looking at the holistic approach of turns one through five. You know, your eighth and ninth edition experience until they start changing how objectives and stuff work. You know, by turn three, one opponent's still like, I'm having fun, and somebody else has kind of clicked out. But it feels like turn by turn, there is so much going on, uh, you know, above the surface. It's just models on the table from a rules perspective that could be the next game changer, the next game changer, turn by turn by turn. It's it's really fun. At least that's what I'm seeing. You know, I, of course, we haven't trekked through this forest to see how, exactly how the dice are rolled and the die is cast. But I, I agree. I agree a lot to that statement. But I also think that uh, if you had two evenly matched players in ninth that it was that way it was always back and forth back and forth if people knew how to take objectives and 
get their secondaries and and uh, play the battlefield. It was never like yes, yeah, of course, yeah. No, I preface that saying now that the objective rules kind of I think put even, a different spin on it. Even more so, every army seems to be a little bit more individualized and is pushing for greater strengths right. and and how tenth's going to play. Well, for instance, to your point, there we're going to complement each other a little bit here. Uh, you know, when I look at this, I don't see this as like another like oh they have their own version of the Necrons or Gen rule. Okay, no, it's it feels very unique. It feels like I'm on a planet that's overrun by some. Uh, well, they've always been there. Yeah, you just, you just never notice them, and now they're ready. They're just coming out of the out of the little hit of the woodwork. <laughs> okay. In addition to that army rule, they also have access to their brood brothers, which effectively gives them what astro military units they can buy from that are not uh, Epicuros, Ogren, Rattling. Military and Tempestus, Commissars, Regimental Preachers, Regimental Engineers, Mutatorum Servitors, or Aircrafts. And I'm just going to sum this up. At a 2,000-point army, you're only getting a quarter of it. Yeah, well, just like the demons for Chaos Demons, all the other Chaos Armies, you're looking at about a quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Each one, each iteration. Okay. Uh... Oh, you ready? Were we ready for the detachment <laughs> rules? These are pretty fun. I'm ready for the detachment rule. So, uh, Ascension Day detachment rule. Sorry, that for real quick. That sounds like some fun parade. You know, the day that the Star Gods came, and we're so happy. It's our Ascension oh, Day. It's so funny. Marching in the streets. It, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what happens to Gene Steeler Colts when the Tyranids come, they pretty much are plucked off a planet and become a fingernail. In yeah. the- you should go read the second Word Bearers book by Anthony Reynolds. You get a really fun <laughs> <laughs> You're sucked up as uh, goop biomass, and uh, that's it. That's that's the That was your life. All your hopes and prayers. Back to the stars again. They came from below is the army-wide, uh, det- or the detachment rule, excuse me. Each Stellar Colt unit from your army is set upon the battlefield as reinforcements until the end of the fight phase weapons equipped by models in that unit have the stain hits and ignores cover. Oh, that's neat. So, so you're, they, yeah. So no more crossfire. Um, they pop up and they just get sustained hits okay. and, and they ignore cover. cover. That's fun. I like it. Uh, feels very Gene Steeler Colt to me. Right. And if that wasn't enough, they're going to get what? Coordinated trap as a as form of a stratagem? They have two stratagems that they previewed, Scott. And the first one is the coordinated trap you want to read this off? I absolutely will. Two command points is what this will cost, and you use it at the start of your shooting phase or the start of the fight phase. You're going to target two Gene Sealer Cult units from your army that have not been selected to shoot or fight this phase, and one enemy unit. Until the end of the phase, each time a model in either of your units makes an attack, it can only target that enemy unit, and only if it is eligible to target that unit. When resolving that attack, add one to the wound roll. Oh my gosh, so you're getting sustained hits. So two units pop up, you're getting sustained hits, ignores cover, plus one to the wound roll. On two units. <laughs> yeah. uh, that is... Two CP. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, and like guess fun. what? You just destroyed those guys, and they could potentially come back next turn. Yes. It's just lots and lots of cool stuff. Yeah, there may be an AV- FAQ coming in the near future. Uh, who knows? I think that people are overreacting, and this is just going to be a fantastic army to play. And um, bar top 10 on, on tables and... Changing the meta, like you have to plan for gene skiller cults. You can't just sit back and shoot. You have to have some mobile yeah. forces. Agreed. So you, so you can go out. So uh, guard, get your chimeras back out. <laughs> um, get, get your, your treads val- and gear. We're moving your Valkyries. Uh, you got to put them in hover mode. <laughs> yeah, put them in hover mode. Exactly. Are they considered a flyer at that point in time? I think so. Right. Yeah, they are. Yeah. But hover mode, aircraft, and then yeah. infantry jump out to try and uh, snag away some of these. Uh, you got to put. Pl- you got to. You got to play for them. Right. 
Got to learn how to play against it. Uh, don't poo-poo. And Geosero Cold Army, don't just think that you can waste the unit. Because I imagine you're going to have some fun instances where you're like, I'm going to put reinforcement here. You're going to drive them to go there, and you're like, I wanted you to go there. You're dumb. <laughs> you know you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, but the game within a game, I've I'm seen gonna, it. I'm going to throw my uh, uh, rock grinder out there and pray for that four-up that comes right back. This so is you, funny. You know the nice thing is about being Drukari from our previous episode? I, I'll just battle shock you and keep you there like that all game. How many pain tokens can I get in one game? <laughs> That's also true for all the deaths, but even more to the point of I don't want you regening, folks. Just, just cripple them, get them below half strength, and leave them there. Yeah, but you could always charge your units back into melee, and then so uh, leave, you could it's fine. potentially regen them. I'm saying you could force some melee. So sure. All I'm saying is the high level counterplay there. Next is tunnel crawlers. This is another stratagem from Gene Steeler Colt. Your movement phase one either still. Gene, blah, one Gene Stealer Cult unit from your army that is arriving from Deep Strike ability. This phase, your unit can be set up anywhere on the battlefield that is more than three inches horizontally away from it. All enemy models. That unit, a unit targeted by this stratagem is not eligible to charge. So they just pop up and just... I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and maybe, you know, uh, sort of uh, pr- provoke a charge from your opponent in their turn because it's like, I this unit's in my way. What am I going to do? I got to, like, move around it, says, it or through it, it? Yeah, it just says Gene Stiller Colt unit. Unit, yeah. So it could be your... <laughs> I, anything you can deep strike effectively. So it, I'd be keen to see what all those are, you know. Yeah, because... It's oh, I'm deep. sorry. You know, when you do come back from Cold Ambush, you do are, you are treated like you're deep striking. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't yeah. like a... Re- yeah. No, that's important. So you put a rock grinder Jeez. in somebody's corner, yeah, and like, uh, like hey. even if it doesn't charge, you're just like, I gotta deal with that. Yep, that's actually not a bad point because you a, can have things coming in off reserves. You have a fifty shot up chance deep that you don't even closer. care that unit died. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean, kill Can't. points, maybe. Yeah, uh, not to get too much in the weeds on this. I think there's a lot of interesting give or take, but more to the more to the discredit of people. I was to say clutching up pearls every episode. I'm trying to get it in. More to the more to the discredit of people clutching at pearls. I feel Clutched, like there's clutching their balls. Right. I feel like there's a there's a <laughs> the potentiality for a double edged sword here. No, I agree. Uh, I could go down the complaint road and and think about how terrible this could be to a tenth edition uh, start off, or I could find uh, this is my always my perspective. How can I dissect this? Yeah. How can my forces uh, deal with this rather than Wah. Wah. Wah, wah, wah. Well, we're not here to wah on the wear, so let's move on to the Gene Stealer Colts. you know who's not going to care about your wahs? The Gene Stealer Colts. Yeah, probably not. No. <laughs> uh, so your Gene Stealer Colt unit spotlight. We're going to go ahead and hit the Neophyte hybrids here. Uh, I do want to quickly point out that they start with Deep Strike. Okay. That's pretty fun. And um, Colt, Colt Ambush. Um, plan generation. Uh, go ahead. I'm so sorry. I just took over yeah. your, your thunder. No, no, you're fine. Uh, a plan generation's in the making. At the start of your command phase, you roll 1d6 for each objective marker you have control uh, that has one or more units from this army with that ability on it. And if you roll a four, you get one command point. Okay, cool. So you could potentially farm command points while these suckers are just camping around. Uh, we'll go and cover their work gear ability, and then we're going to, because we're going to a little bit out of order here, but then we'll hit their stat line. Sure. Um, they're going to get the cult icon. In the reinforcement step of your movement phase, you can return up to three destroyed models in the bearer's unit. The bearer's unit is within range of objective marker you control. You can return up to D3 plus three D, uh, models. This, uh, they cannot be used to bring back characters. So, so much for crippling them and leaving them out there to dry. No kidding. <laughs> I like it. That's awesome. And so much for them not having rules like Necrons. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> I no, I think. <laughs> gosh, it's so fluffy. I just it's it is it really is. I can't hate it. I used to get wrapped around the axle when armies would steal other armies' rules, but in this case, it's it feels unique enough when you look at a cold ambush. And you're right, it's fluffy. It's fluffy all get up. All right, yeah. well, these guys are going to be movement six, toughness three. They're going to have a five plus save with one wound, leadership seven, and objective control two. A five up save with all the decrease in AP ain't bad. <laughs> right. Now, I, I think we should call out is the mining laser has always been everybody's like favorite go to in that, right? And Otherwise, was, we're just kind of hitting on. It was a D3 or two shots. I can't remember, but it definitely lost lost a lot. Yeah, well, it's, it's 24 inch range now. Um, it's heavy. One shot hits on a five, so four if you stand still. Strength 12 with an AP of minus three and D6 plus one damage. It's a blaster. That's pretty nice. Well, it's a strength 12 blaster at that. Yeah. 24 inch range. Yeah. Jeez. That's a dark, it's a dark lance is what that is. Well, dark lance was D6 plus two. That's true. It's a little cut. Yeah, but what's interesting is that you can put this in your battle line that dies and comes back. Like, this just... <laughs> Yeah, they're it's just good. So let's let's look at some of the other. Uh, the seismic cannon became good in ninth. What is it now? It's heavy rapid fire two, which is pretty good because it's four shots. Wow! Potentially okay. going up to eight, hitting on five, strength six, neg one, d three damage. So that's a. D- if we go up to six, I think you add rapid fire. It's not a multiplier anymore. It's not a rapid. It's not a multiplier. No, I think you add those many shots. Okay, but still six shots. I mean, geez. Yeah. D3 damage? With a plus one to wound, potentially, for one CP. Yeah. Wrecking some infantry. It and another squad? I mean, why not? <laughs> Does that mean that the mining laser could potentially wound some some knight models on threes if you use, if you evoke that uh, command point? Uh, Knights are T14. Okay, never mind. We wouldn't want fours, but that land raider, yeah, let's, yeah. let's, let's, uh, let's mine our way through it. <laughs> grenade launcher is looking good too. They changed grenade launchers to strength nine, neg two, d three damage. It's- yeah, for the crack, I noticed that too. the The crack now functions almost like an old missile launcher, like the grenade part aspect of it. like not bad. Yeah, I, I I'm really hopeful that the traitor imperial guardsmen that were featured, the blooded, I think kill team, if they're in tenth edition chaos space rooms, I'm really hoping they get access to that. That'd be that'd be a lot of fun. It would be. Uh, gosh. Lots of cool stuff with uh, the neophyte hybrids. Let's go on. Yeah, I'll say I've never been mesmerized by the potential of a battle line after reading their army uh, rule. Just thinking about all the, yeah, yeah, all the potential. Uh, and what, what's at the head of every Gene Sealer cultist army? What's the start of uh, you, every Gene Sealer right. cult army? He's the patriarch, I is think. The right? patriarch, and let's talk about him. He is movement AT five. Not that, not that impressive, actually. Uh, save four, six wounds, six up. So much for selling it. Uh, six <laughs> up leadership and OC1. I, I mean, we haven't even started, but T5. He's got deep strike and infiltrators. Infiltrator, leader. Um, okay, mine from beyond. While this model is leading a unit, weapon, uh, melee weapons equipped by models in that unit have this devastating wounds ability. Okay, I take it back. Every- yeah, yeah, exactly. Because if he's deep striking in with a unit of maybe deep strike gene sealers in with this, it's just like, you. They always had a lot of ways to plus one to charge, plus uh-huh. two to charge. So this, with all all the other shenanigans, devastating wounds. Okay. Would you look at that? He's also a psyker. Oh. Cosmic horror. Cosmic Horror, at the start of the fight phase, each enemy unit within six of this model must take a Battleshock test. Okay, wow. so pulling pulling people off objectives. Well, you could you could do that. I'm going to deep strike in within three inches of all the, you know, where you're holding this. Just cause a Battleshock. <laughs> yeah. 
It depends what the negatives were, but that, 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 that's a long shot. But let's move on. Psychic Familiar. Once per battle at the start of the fight phase, this model can use a Psychic Familiar. If it does, until the end of the phase, double the range of the Cosmic Horror ability. Ha! <laughs> okay, getting good. Yep. Um, then designer notes. Uh, place a Psychic... Oh, pff, doesn't matter. Has a 4-up invuln. And let's go to his melee profile. Patriarch's Claws. Devastating Wounds and Twin Length, which we know is re-rolling wounds. Five attacks, two up weapon skill, strength six, neck two, two damage. He's an, elite, he's an elite. Uh, elite. He is. I I'd like to see him in a squad of gene stealers. Have them all deep strike in within three inches. I know they can't charge, but you know, I, maybe you got another stuff going on. I just it's just a fun little bomb. Put him, but I mean, put him or behind, behind something. something. Yeah, behind yeah. something. Yeah, like you can't see me. Or uh, better yet, put him on the other side of some ruins and have your opponent freak out. Right, because they can't shoot him. There's a <laughs> no for real. Like that's, I know that's I know awesome. The new rules. Um, I mean, they could try to charge him, which I welcome you to. Go ahead. I guarantee that was always Gene Stiller's thing to have a plus one to charge, plus two to charge. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a psychic power from the Clamavester and the guy that had the speaker that just like riled everybody up, and they right. just got it even faster. So, like, it wasn't hard to have. Do you think you'll see that in an attachment rule? I mean, in place of the Ascension Day, I could see that being a trade-off. Um, no, I think that would be more of a special, like an elite character buff. You think so? Okay. Yeah. We will see. Yeah, we'll definitely see. Um, but uh, him attached to a unit, I take everything back. <laughs> a devastating wound unit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tear through whatever they're going after. Uh, let's move on then to the Gene Sealer Colts Weapon Spotlight. First one coming in is from the Reductus Saboteur with Demolition Charges. Uh, in this case, it's Assault, Blast, One Shot, Range 6 Inches. The attacks are D3 plus 3, plus Skill 2 plus, Strength 12, Minus 2, 2 Damage. So close range. Um, if you can get her in there, this would be a good one to jump in and uh, use that 3-inch uh, Deep Strength. Yeah, your, your once-per-game ability, so you're going to want to save it for when you are close. Um but in the interim, you also have remote explosives, which are 24-inch range. They are blast and indirect fire, which I think is kind of cool. It's like they've set up booby traps for the battle, and they're going to go off. You're going to get D6 plus 3 attacks, blitz skill 3 plus, strength 5, 0 AP with 1 damage. I'm curious if they would have the character keyword on this. Wait, what do you mean? Could you take multiple? This person? Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine. Well, I, I don't think they'll have the back. epic hero. We can bring him back, right? Yeah. Absolutely. On a four-up? Yeah, right? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yes. Absolutely. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Even just having multiple of these and have all these little like booby traps and explosions, like it's perfect. I mean, you, you are in their territory. You've oppressed them for so long. That's awesome. Under your blind eye, they the workers are rising, and they're reaching for the stars. Then let's go to the abominant power sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. It's only three attacks, but we're hitting on three. Strength twelve. It's gonna be his testimony. Neg two. D six plus one. That's a that's a heavy hitting. Yes, it is. It's gonna hammer abominant. something to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Womp. Oh boy. Well, that does it for uh, Jeans to the Colt. I am excited for them. I, I don't even. Ha- we don't even. We don't even have to wrap this up. We. You know how we feel. So that's it for Faction Focus Episode Six. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it as we've covered all the important. No, I'm kidding. We have we have a couple more to go, but <laughs> just a brief sort of uh, reflection on it. I know you and I talked. If we were to have sort of a, I think it's like a pet army for the Dark City Discord. You know, something that we can 
torture and middle of about when we we're in Komarag, and this came up and I got too many infantry models, but this still is in my brain. I, I really like it's what a, I'm seeing. It's a super trade army. Um, will it be better than Drakari? Uh, yeah. Well, you got to remember, like I said, I had 100 Cobblites. I have 100 Chaos Cultists and like 30 guards. I guess it's too much. We're not talking about all of our projects that we need I, to get I, done. I get, I get it, but it's it's the incentive to me want to bring these on. I just I almost want to part with one of the other ones and bring this in. You buy a in. combat patrol, I buy I, a boarding I'll, patrol I and we and we and we start it there. And we're in the money. We're in the money. We're in the money. We have maybe a quarter. We can have our own ascension day and we'll invite you ladies and gentlemen to it. <laughs> okay. Let's move on then to the next faction in our focus this week. It's the Imperial Agents. Okay. So essentially every Model in your army has to be Imperium. Um, you can include agents of the Imperium units in your army, even if they do not have the faction keyword you selected in the selected army faction step. The maximum number of Imperial agents units you can include in your army depends on the battle size. So your 2,000 points, uh, you can get two retinues and two character units. I like that they broke it up this way. I do too. Um, so it gives you some, some options. So you're not, it's not point capped either. Correct. Um, yeah. In addition, you cannot select. You cannot select a Vindicator assassin, select Collectus assassin, Evasor assassin, Caladius assassin to be your warlord. Yeah, and the uh, going out to the cheesy nougat there, Wade. There, yes, you you know you cannot have an Evasor lead your army. I don't think I don't care how cool you think it is. That's insane. Yeah, he's 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 shooting his one shot and he's gone. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking like if you want to if you want a madman to lead your army that's insane with rage, go play freaking World Eaters, which I believe was in what episode? I wouldn't mind if you care. Three lead episode three. Army. Well, he's not really leading if he's hiding. He, he he's he's calling the shots. Nine, none of these. They're, they're all assets. They're <laughs> all assets to what would inevitably be. Oh crap! I'm getting myself. So let's cover our boy, the Vindicare assassin. <laughs> Movement seven, T four, six up save, uh, which is a four up invul and wounds four, leadership six, one OC. Now we know what a body glove's worth. Six plus save. But four up invul is not bad. Yeah, that comes from his testicles. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the pillar he's like hiding behind. Oh but... yeah, yeah. Sorry, the pillar. <laughs> no, no, not... Who knows? <laughs> uh, just the way it's drawn on there. The crow's perch, he's in the sniper's <laughs> perch if you have the, the, the Warhammer Plus model, which is pretty cool looking model. I do have that. Oh, you do? Nice. Yeah. Um, so he's infiltrator lone operative, so you can't shoot him within 12 and stealth. So he's getting that negative one. Assigned agent. Um, we, uh, we don't. Uh, let's just go it. Dead shot. Each time this model makes a range attack, if a critical hit is scored, add three to the damage <laughs> characteristic <laughs> of that attack. After the model has resolved its range attacks, select one enemy unit uh, that was hit by one or more of those attacks. That unit, was, that, uh, unit must take a battle shock test. Yes, they should. They, it's called Deadshot, and those of you that are DC fans, you kind of look at him like, yeah, he's definitely Deadshot. Yeah, he got just uh, <laughs> domed, and everybody's freaking out. Yeah, and minus the wrist mount of pistols. I know the rifle sure makes up for it, though. Um, and to top it all off, he has another ability called Shield Breaker. Once per battle, when selecting targets for this model's Exodus rifle, it can fire a Shield Breaker round. If it does, until the end of the phase, each time a model makes an attack with this with that weapon, no save throws of any kind sure can be made against that attack. We sure he's not favored by Zinch, too, <laughs> in reference to Faction Focus number five episode, <laughs> The Thousand Sons? Jeez. Well, now I want to see what this Exodus rifle does. He's you... definitely smelling Zinchy. Well, yeah, don't don't let the Inquisitor hear about that. Um, 
If oh you don't mind, gosh. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna read off this rifle. Please, do? Okay. please do because I wanna I'm gonna add my three okay. damage to it. Right, add <laughs> my three damage. Oh, we'll start with the pistol first. So the Exodus pistol is gonna have devastating wounds, ignores cover, pistol, and precision. Okay. Okay. Range twelve. Three attacks. Plus skill two plus strength five minus two. Three damage. You can add three to that. I like the idea that if somebody were to get in close combat with him with their, you know, their HQ and their bodyguards, he's just like, hey, yeah, your captain's dead. Six damage, right? Flat. Yeah, yeah. No saves. I could potentially, you know, we have three attacks. Who knows? Like, oof. yeah. Wow. Okay. So the Exodus rifle also devastating wounds, ignores cover, heavy precision, forty-eight inch range. One attack hitting on two, strength seven, AP minus three, D three plus three for the damage. Plus, it could potentially be another three. <laughs> it's just okay. If he yeah. rolls a six to wound, that's a yep. that's six plus D three. Yes, it is. And those are all mortal wounds. Yep. Wow. Okay. Uh. Yeah, it is right. And just for the sake of it, let's give him a combat knife because he's also proficient. I mean, they're they're all well rounded assassins for the most part. Uh, four attacks, weapon skill two plus, strength four minus one, one damage. A lot to come from the Vindicare Assassin. I like it. Uh, but, you know, what asset isn't good without a proper handler? Which brings us next to our Inquisitor. Uh, let's let's go through this quickly. Uh, what, you got a real space raid you're late to? Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Uh, I, I feel like after the the Vindicare, it's, uh, this isn't as fancy. Is this downhill? For, all right. Well, I'll speak to it with great enthusiasm sure, sure, because sure, sure. I, have a, I do have a soft spot for the Inquisition. Uh, they so what he's going to have he is core leader. If it said Eisenhorn, I would be okay with it. Well, I, you will get an Eisenhorn. Um, <laughs> he is part of this. So the authority of the Inquisition. While this model is leading a unit, it can embark upon any transport that its bodyguard unit can embark within. Okay, sure, that works. I would be curious to see what units it can go on bodyguard if they are retinue or if they are all imperial agents. So more to come on that. He also has power of the Rosetta, and boy, is that a powerful thing. I mean, that's like VIP tickets and an FBI badge, like. Like combined, each time you target this model's unit with a stratagem, roll a d6 and a three plus. Go ahead and gain one CP. Oh, that is good, right? And then for his war gear ability, he has the bless, uh, blessed wardings. While this model is leading a unit, and models that have unit feel uh, feel no pain of five plus against mortal wounds. Not bad. Not bad at all. He also has psychic gifts, and we're going to kick back up to the unit profile with a movement of six, toughness three, four plus save. Four wounds, leadership six, and objective control one, and on top of all that, a five-up invuln. Four up, five up. It's not bad. Not bad at all. I like that he has a combi weapon. Well, combi weapons are really neat in this. Um, I like that they all have anti-infantry and devastating wounds, but more importantly, that psychic shockwave, not too bad either. It's not bad. Psychic shockwave, devastating wounds, psychic torrent attack. It's range 18, 2d6 attacks. Strength three, minus one, Ooh, one damage. Is. Yeah, with the devastating wounds, 2d6, and it's torrent. That's has the potential to really like... I mean, to throw that in with like a guard army, yeah. uh, that's kind of cool. And he's no... I mean, this guy also can really bang it out in melee, at least with the volume of attacks. He has five attacks with his inquisitorial melee weapon, hitting on three, strength four, minus two, one damage. Or, if that's not good enough, you can divert back to the force weapon, which is a psychic attack at four attacks, weapon skill three, strength five, minus two, d3 damage. An okay profile, but it's not uh, it's not rustling my jimmies. Right. Well, maybe not yours, but I, I always had a, a soft spot for the um, sort of the agents of the empire, the old witch hunters codex. You remember yeah, that one? I mean, I love that more. And the fluff. it's really cool. And yeah. I mean, I don't expect the Inquisitor to have much more than that, but at least have abilities that empower those around him to succeed. Yeah, and I think we're seeing that. Uh, in addition to that unit spotlight, we're also seeing the Imperial Navy breachers. 
Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read out their abilities, and the rest you guys can look up in your own time, because most of the weapon profiles spread across look to be things that you would find in your, your typical guardsman uh, assortment. Any differences there within, you guys will be able to pick up much more better than we could. So let's get to it. They are a breaching team, and each time the model in this unit makes an attack, reroll wound roll of one. If the target of that attack is an enemy unit with a range objective marker, you can reroll the wound roll instead. That's cool. Zinch, can I have some rules in the Inquisition here? I'm just saying. Okay. I know these are naval breachers, but... Uh, war gear abilities. If there's an errant shield, the bearer of that has a four-up invuln. Cool. They also have grenade belts. The bearer has the smoke keyword, and each time select the bearer's unit as a target of the grenade, uh, grenade stratagem, roll one additional d6 when resolving that stratagem. I think we'll be doing some more mortal wounds then. Very cool. Okay. We got more. Uh, there's always more. They didn't give us Eisenhorn. They gave us Grayfax. Which I, I mean, she... She's a cool model. Yeah. It reminds me of the Dawn of War 2 Retribution, the Inquisitor from that. Yes. So her stat profile is movement 63, three up save, four wounds, leadership four plus. <laughs> She's not failing. Um, not much. And one OC. <laughs> she has core leader, faction, imperial agents, authority of the Inquisition. While this model is leading a unit, it can... She it can, can ride work. along. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then Cyclum. Cyclum. Um, while this model is leading unit range weapons equipped, uh, range, uh, range weapons equipped by models in that unit have the anti psyker four plus ability. I take that back. They are they are Thousand Suns hunters now. <laughs> <laughs> and then she has one more uh, ability called No Escape. Each time an enemy unit, excluding monsters and vehicles, that is within engagement range of one or more mo- one or more units with this ability. It's selected to fall back. Models in that enemy unit must take a desperate escape test as if they're... They were battle-shocked. Battle-shocked. Wow. When doing so, if that enemy, enemy unit is also battle-shocked, it also means subtract one from <laughs> each of the desperate escape so tests. So that means they're going to be more likely to, to get those mortal wounds on them then if they're already battle-shocked. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Five up in Vuln with the three up save. Not so too bad. And you go over the weapons for Yeah, yeah, real quick. I mean, she has a mastercrafted power, sir, but I'm more zeroing in on the ranged weapons because we're seeing some more psychic fun. Castigation. Uh, Gosh, I can't even read today. Castigation. Anti character, four plus. Whoa, I don't think I've seen anti character before, have you? No. Devastating wounds, precision, psychic. Well, I hope it has precision as anti character. Range 18 inches, attacks one, hits on a three, strength eight, minus two, three damage. Yeah. Boof. And then she also has the Condemner Stake, Anti-Psyker 2 plus, Devastating Wounds, Precision, Rapid Fire 1, Range 24 inches, Attack 1, Ballistic Skill 3 plus, Strength 4, 0 AP, 1 damage. I really think that Precision is going to be a good thing because imagine this with another unit jumping out of a vehicle and then you need to, you need to handle the character yeah. or wean it. Yeah. To ne- to to break that character, break that, whatever that buffs are giving, yeah, that unit's benefits. So, or you make cool. them think twice about charging upfield with the character and his bodyguards. Just, okay, because okay. we have two imperial agents that are just honing <laughs> on somebody, right? So we yeah, have I've to- got this inquisitor. And I've got Grayfax and I got a Vindicare. <laughs> I mean, really, yeah. uh, tactically, yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, I'm sure you want to make the you want to make a guard army? Maybe we can inquisitorial strike no. force. No, 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 I don't. I'm doing the opposite. Usually they try to corrupt you away from the Imperium. I'm like trying to recruit you. I'm like, <laughs> Look. Am I glowing yet? Can you turn off the lights? I might. You might see the glow. The Emperor <laughs> is with us. Emperor is with us. Yeah. Um, no, I'm just trying to infiltrate the Inquisition so they can give me all the secrets of the Golden Throne and we can make our Black Throne. 
Okay, good. Yeah, I see your I see your play. Yep. Um, gosh, that wraps it up though for the agents of the Imperium. It is. Do you? We're gonna go through every one of these sub factions. I would like to at least touch on their army rule. Who's that? The sub factions of Marines. Oh, of course. Well, yeah. Well, you're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, so you have to I close out not. one thing and introduce the next. So I am not ahead of anything. Without much further ado, we're now going to hit the Space Marine chapters, at least those that fall a little bit outside the Codex compliance. Oh, I see. No, you, you want the cogitator to keep up. I'm not the slow one. It's this crazy bunkay technology. So, well, let's talk about all the Space Marine chapters. What, what a perfect with, way to go from an Inquisitor to a heretical Loyalist chapter. Allegedly. Allegedly heretical Loyalist chapter. And we're talking about none other than the Dark Angels. The first legion. The, the first. So their detachment rules. So uh, like we guessed, Scott, everybody's getting Oath a Moment. Yes. And then everybody's getting detachment-based rules. If you're a uh, off- primary codex sub-faction. So kind of like we guessed, um, even more, uh, the like salamanders, they're getting buffs based on characters. Right. Like, 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 like exactly what we talked about. And um, you can't take characters from the same chapter under the same army, or different chapters in the same army. If they're epic. No, no, just period. So you, you only get one at, character? No, no, not one character. Like I couldn't field like Marnius Calgar and then Vulcan. Oh, yeah, yeah, It has right. to be uh, Salamander-specific. Right, right, They all have a sub-faction keyword, so. But let's go into Dark Angels. While the Adeptus... Oh, hang on. They've had Grim Resolve like they've always had, baby. Yes, Adeptus Astartes unit from your army is Battleshock. Change the objective control characteristic of models in that unit to one instead of zero. So they're always... They're always sticking to those points. Yeah. They're always going to get those objectives. I think of uh, the Horace Heresy novels. The, thing, the Fallen Angels, his name, Yale, became a chaplain because he stood for like three days against orcs. Just wouldn't relent. I, you know, just, nope, I'm not moving. They've always had something like that. Fearless in previous editions, what have you. Yeah, they've... That really speaks to their lore. So let's talk about Deathwing Command Squads. Um... So their movement, movement five, T, T5, two up save, three wounds, six up leadership, and one OC with a four up invuln. So they don't even need a shield. They have a four up invuln. But if they have a shield, in this case, what it looks like 10th edition is doing is it bumps up their wound characteristic to four. Oof. Right? Okay. Well, that might be worth I a do, shield. You see the Deathwing Knights? Like, you know they're going to have, <laughs> you know they're going to have four wounds. But yeah, for, as part of the command squad, though, it looks like you can include an apothecarian with an Arthaceum, Uh In your command phase, you can return one of those three wound destroyed models. Or four. Yeah, or four if he's got the shield. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they get Oath of Moment, like we talked about before. Um, Astarte's Banner, while this unit contains an ancient, add one to the objective control characteristic of this of this model. So you have objective control to of its models. Ter- uh, Terminators. Wow. Yeah. And that's, then, a, that's a battle line if you didn't see one. Right. Honor or death. While this unit contains any company champions, add one of the advance and charge rolls made for this unit, and you can target this unit with the heroic intervention stratagem for zero CP. I'm curious who uh, Lionel Johnson can attach to. Can you imagine? <laughs> no, he can't, though. He. Uh, oh, that's right. You no, know, but instead, any of these units around three. him is a lone operative. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's crazy. This we'll unit, get more on him soon. You know we will. 
Oh man, do they have flails? They do. Well, not this unit. Uh, the the Deathwing Knights. That's will. right. Yep. Shields with flails. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you have maces, and the the sergeant will have a flail. The Deathwing. Oh, what do they call them? I used to know the name of that Paladins? sergeant. No, they're just called knights. But the the I mean the sergeant, like what what how he's named differently. Yeah, without uh, going into too much, um, yeah, we definitely implore you to check out. Let me do see. Let me see if they do. I want to say they have like there it is. Halberd of Caliban. This is important. Um, this is going to have precision. Imagine the champion is who takes this five attacks, weapon skill three plus, strength six minus two, two damage. I would say that guy could probably go after and hunt some marine characters. Oh, absolutely. Man, well, the Dark Angel unit spotlight is going to continue right into our boy Lionel Johnson. And man, what a what a unit spotlight! There's a lot to go unpack here, but let's just go down the line. Unit stat line: movement eight. Toughness 9, 2 up save, 10 wounds again, 5 up, leadership, and 4 OC. Um, he has deep strike, fights first, which we don't see that too often, but he's always striking first. Oath moment. And his first ability is called Primarch of the First Legion. In your command phase, select one Primarch from the First Legion's ability. See left until the start of the next command phase. This ability, this model has that ability. So he has three... Specific ones he can choose from for every command phase. And let's start with no hiding from the Watchers. While friendly Adeptus Astartes unit is within six of this model, models in that unit have a four-up feel no pain against mortal, mortal wounds. wounds. Wow. So those Terminators are looking even better. Yep. We have also have all secrets revealed. Once per turn, when your opponent targets a unit from their army with a stratagem, but before the stratagem effects resolve, if that unit's within 12 inches of this model, you gain one command point. The enemy unit must take a battle shock test. If that test is failed, in addition to that unit being battle shocked, that stratagem's effects are not resolved. That stratagem uh, still counts as having been used this phase. Are we sure he's not an agent of Vect? Like, what the heck? All his time walking around the webway force, the watchers in the dark, he's got Vect powers. So essentially, if anything's within 12, um, you gain one CP if they use a CP, and uh, I guess this, you really, you could plan ahead, but uh, yeah. It's one. It's going to be once per turn, though. There's a cap on it. There is least. once per turn, but it's like, oh, are you going to use that? You, you want to do that? Yeah. yeah. Poof. Yep. And then last but not least, the, the martial exemplar, and this is also, this is an aura, while a friendly Adeptus Astartes unit is within six inches of this model, each time a model that unit makes a melee attack, go ahead and add one of the hit rolls. Okay, all right, well. Then let's move over to the Emperor's Shield. Each time an attack targets this model, subtract one from the wound roll. In addition, each time a melee attack is allocated to this model, on an unmodified saving throw of six, the attacking unit suffers one mortal wound <laughs> after it has finished... <laughs> Wow, so you're negative one to wound, and um, you have witch abilities. This dude feels like a WoW paladin, like a WoW prop paladin, doesn't he? <laughs> yes. I, mean, I haven't touched that game in years, but as I'm reading this, I'm like, geez. geez. What does he not have? He's 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 up there with the custodes. He's got the three up invuln to he go with prim- it. He is a primarch. He is, after all. And um, a new primarch as well. I mean, they're going to give him some love. Yeah. A three up invuln is pretty Even if he's a heretic. All the time. Yeah. Like, I don't want it to is. go near him. And he minus one to hit him. And he has the option that if you're like, well, I got to throw mortal minus, wounds on that guy. Well, I'm going to have a four up. Feel no pain against it. Minus one to wound. Oh, minus one to wound. That's what it, Yeah, sorry. Doesn't have stealth. Let me take Which that back. Is minus one better. to wound. Yeah, that is better. While this Lone model, operative in the interim if he's if he's got his bodyguards around him. Yeah. Gosh. How? 
again, I like a to, to, <laughs> to take a look at of a competitive perspective. I think I'm just avoiding this guy. Probably so. And I hope that he is appropriately, uh, you know, priced uh, points wise. My guess he's three eighty plus. Yep. I mean, he's only he's moving eight inches, which ain't as that's fast. And so our boy here is equipped with the Arma Luminous. It's a bolt pistol or a plasma pistol, it seems like. It's range 12 on the bolt profile. Uh, attack, uh, four attacks, hitting on two, strength four, minus one, two damage. Or if you do the plasma aspect of it. I'm, I'm willing to bet he has both. I don't know why I'm reading it like it's two different profiles. So he may be able to like dual wield like our boy Cypher. Boom, boom, boom. He's a little gunslinger action. That one's going to have two attacks. Hit on two, strength eight, AP minus three, and also two damage. And let's talk about his melee weapons. What, CLT? T. He has strike and sweep. And on the strike, we have eight attacks. Wow. Yeah. Hitting on two, strength 12. Uh, hitting a land raider, wounding a land raider, on, land raider on fours with AP four and four damage. It also has lethal hits. That is a potential of, oh. Yeah. His but strike has lethal hits. Potential of 32 <laughs> damage coming out from the strikes. Yeah. And let's go to the sweep profile. 16 attacks. Hitting on twos, strength six, neck three, two damage. I just... And sustained hits on those 16 attacks. Oh, sustained man. hits one. So that's an additional three, potentially. Right. Now, I know as Drukari, we're zeroing on keywords, so I'm going to zero in on this. I don't see infantry. I'm sad. Oh, uh, he's a monster. He is a monster. So no... Uh, it's fine. We'll get him next time. <laughs> I mean, our splinter <laughs> rifles are wounding him on us. Those six, those six, six, yeah, yeah. Strength two to your like toughness of billion, tough nine. <laughs> okay, so that about sums it up for them, Dark Angels. The first, let's carry on to Get the space out of wolves. Here. It, start with the lion and end with the wolf, or at least onto the wolf next. So I've heard a lot of complaints about space wolves, but um, we again, I we don't know points. Um, but what they have is the sagas. I like how you open with that. I hear people complaining. Now let's get to the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard for me not to uh, dabble in what's out there in uh, real space. Sure. Um, I just don't lower myself to the opinions of Monkey. It's just, it's like the pig with lipstick and I'm a lion. I don't care. You think <laughs> you look pretty? You don't. I'm going to eat you later. Okay. I'm going to roast you. <laughs> so we have Deeds of Worthy Saga, which I like this in the last book. It was a really neat addition. Um, but I feel like it has a little more bite to it than it did before. Then read it for me. I will then. Okay, so with the Deeds of the Worthy Saga, at the end of the, the battle round, you can select one of the sagas listed below. If that saga was completed by your army during the battle round, all Adeptus Astartes models from your army gain the associated benefit until the end of the battle. Until the end of the book. Wow, okay. So I'm just zeroing on a couple things. So, here. yeah. So as soon as you get a saga done, it just increases the potential. Of and you can, you're retroactively picking these. This isn't like I'm picking this and I have to do it this turn. It's at the end of it. You're like, I did that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So what are our sagas? Oh, you can only select one each per battle. That just to mean they don't stack. Got it. Or they don't stack with each other twice, but they'll stack with each other. So we start off with the saga, the warrior born. And the saga is completed if one or more Astartes character models from your army destroyed one or more enemy character models during the last battle round. The benefit once completed, melee weapons equipped by Adeptus Astartes models from your army have the sustained hits one ability, and that cool. is for the rest of the battle. We have Saga of the Majesty. This saga is completed if you controlled one or more objective markers in your opponent's deployment zone at the end of either player's turn during the battle round, and one or more Adeptus Astartes character models from your army were within range of it. The benefit once completed... Improve the objective control characteristic of the Adeptus Astartes models from your army by one. Pretty cool. That's going to be big. Uh, 
Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you got the next two. Yes, the Saga of the Bear. This saga completed if one or more of the Adeptus Astartes character models from your army uh, reduced to below half their starting number of wounds during the battle round, but were not destroyed at the end of the battle round. Benefit. Uh, Adeptus Astartes models from your army have the Field of Pain 6 plus ability. Yep. So that one's a little... Uh, basically, you just got to keep character going. And then the Saga of the Beast Slayer. This saga is completed if one or more of the Adeptus Astartes characters' models from your army destroyed one or more enemy monsters or vehicles during the battle round. Benefit once completed. Melee weapons equipped by the Adeptus Astartes models in your army have the Lethal Hits ability. I like this so much more than what they had given them in, in Ninth, where it's like, here you get these, you know, their combat doctrines, and yeah. then you get bonuses to hit in combat. It's like, uh, but this is like... A little all, more in focus. It's all character specific, um, but uh, they just did the Marine preview right earlier this week, and I think that their Dreadnought character is probably one of the hardest hitting things that we've seen in uh, 40Ks yet. There was, a, there was a discussion I was having outside of our uh, our Kamara communion, and in that somebody was trying to tell me that they Traitor. didn't... Come Traitor. on. I just, you do the same thing. We're both traders. So what this person was telling me is they didn't feel that from the detachment rules that normie space marines, your Codex of Stars compliant space marines, were too much different and what I would field if I were to say, for instance, take them as space wolves. And I said, no, I disagree. In space wolves, I'm going to try to take probably three iterations of every flipping character I can and pray to the, the All-Father that they all have lone operative or something of that measure because... I want to increase my chances of getting every one of these done. So whatever infantry I have taken, or better yet, the entire army, I don't know. They're going to have sustained hits. They're going to have lethal hits. Lethal, yeah, they're, it's just increased OC. Ugh, yes, it's just Six so much. Pain. Yes, all of it. Why wouldn't I just take an excess? And I said, "Come on, what do you got for me?" And then the conversation fluttered. I, I felt superior in my my Drukari insight and looked down my my long hawk nose and his monkey <laughs> face. I think. To the point of your opponent's discussion, um, is more uh, when I start off with ultramarines, I have guaranteed stats and things I can depend on. Versus, I got to go out and get this. I solve over the moment. Oh, absolutely, which is huge. But uh, still have blood claws and jump packs. Yeah, I mean, there's so many. I think space wolf unique things I still keep in their toolbox, but. But yeah, oh, the moment I, I mean, I forget about that. How can I forget about that? Right. <laughs> they all have to take it before they go into battle. Full yeah, re-roll hits and wounds. Um, goodness. Goodness. But let's move on. Let's move on. You want to hit on the Blood Angels next? Uh, we sure can. Well, in this case, they maintain keeping the Red Thirst. And each time an Adeptus Astartes unit from your army select a fight, that unit that made a charge move this turn until the end of the phase. Add one to the strength and attack characteristics of melee weapons equipped by models in that unit. I think the only thing they lost was a plus one to charge. Probably so. Um, but that is good. A plus one strength and Wh- attack. Within the context of 10th edition, I think that's really awesome if you are a melee heavy space marine army. It's like orcs. Right? Yeah, it is. But it's not a once per game. It's just I'm... Every time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and to that point, um, we'll touch briefly on the Death Company Intercessors. These guys are going to have a Feel No Pain of 6+. plus. They have Black Rage, and each time a model in this unit makes an attack, you can re-roll the hit roll. While that unit is not within 12 inches of one or more friendly chaplains, it cannot be selected to fall back, and the objective control characteristic of that unit is zero. Did they have Death Company Intercessors? They did. These are new. No, they did. They 
the ninth edition Blood Angels, absolutely. They didn't just have de- the I promise. Yeah. Death Company. Oh man. Uh, yeah. How did I miss that? Probably they were more expensive. It was because if I understand it correctly, taking three ten man units at Death Company with Thunder Hammers and the amount of attacks they would get, this is a ninth edition, and the bonus to hit on the way in, it but was you, like but you had why wouldn't you? They had jump packs and they weren't uh Primaris. Right, right. But I think this is new. That they are not. Okay. They're not new. Well, they they are new. You are correct. They're just not new to 10th edition. They were new to 9th. Okay. And maybe the tail end of 8th, actually. Like during Psychic Awakening, they may have come out the same time as Mephiston. Huh. I never... I have allies that play Blood Angels, I'll have you know. I didn't know that they yeah. came out with those new models. Yeah, they're not too bad. I mean, it's, it's uh, relatively the same kit with some bits that they threw in there, and I think some other weapons, but... I mean, ultimately, what I like about them, they're going to have four base attacks, and you can get them up to five, and you're going to be almost failed to hit rolls. Uh, But if that wasn't enough, you have Visions of Heresy. So once per turn, you can target this unit with uh, the Fire Overwatch Stratagem or Heroic Intervention for zero CP. That seems kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, Overwatch, people, um, is if you're on an objective, or not, it's... It's a reaction on your opponent's turn. If they come, you can uh, shoot them on your turn. Yep. Or shoot them on their turn. Yeah. Or, or yeah, and the heroic intervention would be nice, too, if they they want to charge something those guys are nearby. You screen out an objective, and you're just like, yeah. okay. Okay, come on in. The more the merrier. That is awesome. So there's uh, the next thing they previewed is Gabriel Seth. I always love this model. He is a, it's an oldie, but a goodie. I mean, it's, yeah. it's weird to call that old now. I remember when this was new. I don't know about you. I do too. So you get when you come from Komarag and you've been grown like I don't know half a dozen times. I have. I think I still have him as a metal pewter. Whoa! Watch out there, Blood Angel players. <laughs> Sabriel Geth. Sabriel Geth. I like Geth. it. I like it. <laughs> Gabriel Seth. Oh uh, no, this guy is my hero. I believe he was the one that effectively didn't like the Primaris, saying that it's just going to be a bunch of Ultramarines with red armor. Oh, Gabriel Seth. I can't believe that. <laughs> He's movement six, T4, three up, say six wounds, which is pretty impressive because uh, it seems like they've tapered down wounds. Yeah. Um, leadership six up and one OC. Uh, he's leader oath a moment. Um, so his, his thing is uh, Lord of Slaughter. While this model is leading a unit, that unit is eligible to declare a charge in which they advanced. In the turn in which they be nice. That is good. And then we have the Whirlwind of Gore. Each time this model fights, until the fight is resolved, add one to the attack characteristics of this model's Blood Reaver for every five enemies within six inches. Don't pile in on him. Yeah, you don't want to. And his Blood Reaver, let's just jump to that, is six attacks base. Weapon skill two, strength eight, neg two, three damage. Pretty damage. impressive. Yeah, he might be one of the more impressive old characters I've seen a stat line for. Uh, yeah, because Vulcan is done is nothing. His melee, it's his buffing. It's yeah. Well, I, I couldn't imagine he'd be a melee. Yeah, buff makes sense. He's he's They're more rel- civics. He's and less reliquary. you know mad men. You know more reliquary. <laughs> okay, next they we're gonna go over Black Templars. The, oh, Sun to Dorn, my the favorite Satyrs. Yes, the first successor chapter, if memory serves. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so they're uh, they kind of came with into tenth with the same flavor that they had previously. They have vows, and um, they're called Tem- Templar vows. At the start of the first battle round, select one of the four Templar vows 
below to be active for the Adeptus Asserters units from your army until the end of the battle. So again, choosing things as we go in. Suffer not the unclean to live. Melee weapons equipped by models in this unit have the lethal hits ability. So that's everything across the board. Wounding everything on sixes to hit. Uh, uphold the honor of the emperor. Models in this unit have the six plus uh, film of pain ability and the leadership characteristic of five plus. Wow. Wow. Okay. And then Arbor. Yeah. Talk about uh, making Battleshock test not a thing. Right. Um, Arbor the witch. Destroy destroy the witch models in this unit had the four plus invuln save against psychic attacks and melee weapons equipped by models in this unit have the anti psyker four plus ability gee i wonder which one i'm going to take if i'm fighting against thousands <laughs> or tyranids i mean like wow yeah the fact that you can pick this at the beginning well of the you have an army it's got a full all units have psychic keyword or something it's like this is it's a no-brainer right four up uh against wound against all your stuff Talk about uh, one thing to kill big monsters and tyranids is uh, this. this That's true. Yeah, they usually are psychers. You're right. Instead of instead of you know poison, you get your (laughs) (laughs) moving on. Uh, Accept any challenge, no matter the odds. Melee weapons equipped by uh, equipped by models in this unit have the sustained hits. Wow, lots of great choices. Indeed. And Scott, do you want to start with uh, the? Is there any big differences on this? Well, the Primera Sword Brethren? Yeah. Um, you know, I couldn't tell you as far as what their weapons were in the previous edition, but what I do want to spotlight on them is that I've always liked the the Sword Brethren. Um, they're usually going to come equipped with some hard-hitting melee weapons, and I'm willing to bet they're going to all come with combi weapons. This is kind of like their Stern Guard and Vanguard, like, thrown together. Yeah. I mean, these are like the creme de la creme of your Crusaders. Uh, but what I like is they have a Val Sworn Bladesman. At the start of the fight phase, you can select one of the following effects to apply to the melee weapons equipped by models in this unit until the end of the phase. And you Oof. can either add one to the attack characteristics of the weapons or add one to the damage characteristics. Oh, my gosh. Most of these guys are trolling around with an Astartes Chainsword, which they have more attacks than the Death Company <laughs> Primaris. So base five attacks hitting on uh, three, strength four, minus one, one damage. And, I mean, you could have that bump up to six attacks a guy, or you could have that bump up to two damage a hit. Wow. Wow. Or Mastercrafted Power Weapons. Uh, Four attacks hitting on twos. Uh, Wow, hitting on twos. Strength five, neg two, two damage. You can go up to three. Yeah, I'm going to assume they could all take those, right? Yeah, they could. Okay, they could. That's what I'm going for. Or Power Weapon. Mastercrafted Power Weapons. Oh, there we got an insight to a thunder hammer. It's got devastating wounds. Oh, you could go to up to D. You could go up to three damage. Potentially, yeah, that's fun. Are you sure you don't want to do a, a black templar army? You, stop it. <laughs> I could buy a combat patrol right now. It comes with a you unit of sword brethren. Project to go to well, less models. Oh, Although I say that they have crusader squads, which also have scouts and primaris in them, and those I think can go up to twenty man big. That was the yeah. <laughs> they were cool. I, again. I'm a big fan of, of, of all the Loyalist Space Marine stuff. Uh, I like I like the Imperial Fists okay, but I really like the Black Templar. I it's just the the, the, the Crusade vibe and yeah. the bows. That's well, they found the, the loophole in the Codex Astartes that your your chapter's numbers, this is before the days of the Primaris, could swell beyond the one thousand cap if you were crusading. So they were just always crusading. I think they have somewhere between five or six thousand Marines in their chapter pre inner you know uh, eighth edition rule or eighth edition fluff. It was crazy. It's like that is cool. So, the, but they're always somewhere fighting, and that, that's why they're fleet based. And you know, it's, I love it. It's awesome. 
Moving on, we go to Death Watch. So, um, let's read what their detachment rule is. At the start of the command phase, you can select one of the mission tactics listed below until the start of the next command phase. The mission tactics is active and all, and its effects apply to all units from your army with this ability. Each mission tactics can only be selected once per battle. So they kind of have their own little combat, uh, doctrine. combat doctrines. Okay, let's see what these are. Fervor tactics. Uh, while this mission is active, weapons equipped by uh, Adeptus' starters unit have the sustained hits one. Okay. Not bad. Malleus tactics. Malleus tactics. While this mission tactic is active, weapons equipped by Adeptus Astartes units in your army have the lethal hits. Okay. And then Purgatius. Purgatus. Purgatus tactics. Purgatus tactics. While this mission tactics is active, each time the Adeptus Astartes unit from your army makes an attack, if a critical hit score... If a critical hit is scored, that attack... Attack has the precision ability. What does that do? That is a legend to characters. You can pick out characters. Oh, I guess you could uh, shoot some characters. Yeah. Down so there. if you, you get your critical hits, you're like, these go to him. We're gonna we're gonna hit that stupid archon in there or that bug or something. You know, right? Yeah. Okay. Good luck with that. Uh, and we get a little bit of an insight of Death Watch veterans. Uh, I do want to spotlight their abilities. Of course, they get the oath of the moment. In addition to the death to the alien. Each time a model in this unit makes an attack roll, reroll, hit roll of one. If the target of the attack does not have the Imperium or Chaos keywords, you can reroll the hit roll instead. So looks like these boys are bred to go against the alien. Nice. Rerolling hits. Okay. Uh, picking out Frag Cannon. Um, that's something that was special to them. Blast Heavy Rapid Fire D3. It's uh, range 18. D3 attacks, hitting on four, strength seven, neg one, two damage. Not bad. They got the long vigil range weapon. That's interesting. I think that one's actually my favorite. Yeah. Um, so it's anti-infantry four plus with devastating wounds, rapid fire oh, one, one shot, strength four, hitting on a four. So essentially with when you're within 12, you're getting two shots. Now, do you remember we played a long time ago a Death Watch role-playing game? Yeah, and when I look at that, is like, is that kind of their special ammunition bolter? I'm wondering, like, kind of has a combi so. bit, but yeah, I like that a lot. I like, yeah, it's really neat. Um, I I do need to draw a spotlight. I've always loved the Xenophase blade because I've always figured it was made of the same stuff like a Satan had way back in the day. But in this case, so I'm gonna, I, I do want to sort of zero in on what makes it special for you know, tenth edition. It has devastating wounds. Uh, they're gonna get four attacks with it, hitting on threes, strength five, AP minus two, and one damage. That's not too bad. I think that thing used to ignore invulns like back in the day. Did you see the Death Watch Thunderhammer? It's actually f- dev- with devastating wounds and strength uh, ten, flat damage three. Nice compared to the previous uh, Thunderhammer, which is two damage and strength eight. Yeah, jeez. So they they know how to they know how to swing a hammer. That's really interesting that you're not like mer- to assume that one marine would have like a marine would use that hammer the same way another would. I mean, that was, you're always seeing that or between the, the additions. Tech. Yeah, but no, it's like more attacks, different strength value, different Heresy. damage. Heresy. Heresy, dare we say. And that brings us to the, <laughs> the cheese. block of, of cheese. The cheese of all cheese. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, our cogitators, at least a lot of this information we've had to like steal from real space. <laughs> and the cogitators, as we pull up this screen, are corrupted, I think, because they keep flickering images of big... Blocks and wheels of cheese. Mm. 
<laughs> Sounding the alarm of the of what we know the Claxons, Titans. Is it a, is a ooh ah ooh ah? Give them the ooahs. No, it's ooh, just like ooh ooh. Mm. Okay. All right, so we'll go through the army rules. The I Titanic support. We'll go. Come on, it's like a band aid. Let's let's just draw it off slowly and steady, so they can feel every bit of the pain. Uh, Titanic support. If every model in your army has the Imperium keyword, you can include one Adeptus Titanicus model in your army, even if it does not have the faction keyword you selected in the Select Faction Army step. I want to comment briefly on this. I was half expecting to see knights have this rule, because they kind of had that when they came into the gate in 8th edition, or even before that 7th. Sure. You know, like, hey, you have a Chaos Army, take a knight. I don't see that now. I don't see any rules where it's like, I got Chaos Space Marines in my one knight. It's like, if you're going to do that, you're doing that now with Titans, I think. Which is, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to sigh right into the microphone. I'm doing it. You did it. Okay. Uh, and then they have the Titanicus Traitorous. You can use this Adeptus Titanicus data sheet in, to document representatives. Okay. Basically the same thing for your Chaos Armies. Fair enough. Great. Let's kick over to Unit Spotlight. And mm, we'll there's just, a lot there's of so <laughs> Uh, the Warlord Titan. We'll start with him. Uh, do we want to go with the price point? No, we'll just start with the stats in front Does of us. Does it say price? No, no, no. Oh, but we, okay, we okay. can. You know, I got a cogitator <laughs> here. We can. I'm thinking of points. Uh, too much. Thousand dollars, easy. Okay. I don't know. Um, but no. But this guy, he has a hundred wounds, two plus save, five of invuln against only against range attacks. I mean, folks, we can go Toughness through this sixteen. Yeah, we can go through this weapon profiles he has, but really what you got to sort of zero in on is I, I think Games Workshop is taking the approach where they either want to put all the Imperial armor and Forge World stuff into one book so you're not having to shop out too much, or and or they want to effectively tip the hat and say that these are tournament play. It's official. I don't... The next... Yeah. Well, go ahead. You're about to offend the people with the most money. Yeah. <laughs> play what you want to play. I, f- I just don't want to play against you. Is that the next statement? No, <laughs> I'm, I, it, it's just, <clears throat> I've never had a problem when I come across these. It's just like, it's begrudging to have to actually play a competitive game against this because the game's designed for... Partially because as Drukari will never have... Like, I've never seen in the lore. Like, what do you give me? A giant Talos? I'm gonna take a, uh, a Asurani giant Eldari Titan. Yeah, for your craft world, but I'm just talking for Drukari. Like, you can't do that. I'm gonna take a giant flyer. That I'm aware of. Yeah, giant... <laughs> like, can I take one of their, like, actual, like... Void ships, just it just the, the the point of it just comes in. Right? That's all Kinda you need. Kind of like the gloom spike gets moon that floats around the table. I'll just have that like pop in every once in a while and go and leave. Right? Okay. Uh next is the Phantom Titan, and this is for the Eldari out there. Did you see how many wounds it has? Fifty five. Half. I know, but it, I think it's cheaper. Uh that was a two up four up. Right. Two up four up, only against range attacks. Tough fourteen, movement fourteen. Can it fly? I wouldn't be surprised if it can fly. Debombard. De- blast devastating yep, Ladies and gentlemen of all the factions, this is probably our weak point. Uh, I have always been in the mind that if Games Workshop didn't sell it on their website, I didn't think it should be fielded in a legal play. Well, I, they- I, my mind's changing as the additions come out because I know that between them and Forge World, it's, it's all one happy family. To all you rich people out there, play what you want to play. Don't, 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 don't take me uh, and my squabblings as a, as a deterrent. 
but uh, I'm sure they're taking your squabbling <laughs> as a deterrent. If, if they're like, man, I, you know what I wanted to do? I want to invest in that the Warhound are. Titan for like nine hundred dollars. It's just the body, and I want to buy the head and the two guns that go with it. You know what? Stu said it's stupid. I'm not doing it now. I, I don't think that's going to be the but, straw that breaks the camel's back. Going um, the other way, that is. We all know that GW never really made balance-centric rules for these things, so it's like... I'm kind of curious, then. Depending on their points, you think maybe this is the time? Maybe this is why they're showing us, like, without proper context, to eat our own rhetorical, our own rhetoric here. I it, hope may, Maybe it is balanced. I hope they do. Right. Prove me wrong, GW. Prove me wrong, GW. Make this Titan rule... Make these Titan rules exciting. <laughs> like... Hey, when you play against me, you could take another half of a battle force. Why? Because I'm fielding a Titan. <laughs> the rules is written right here. Uh, okay, I can take so one. You take one, yeah. So moving on, you have a hero fent for the Tyranids. I always kind of like this model. Um, it does look s- super cool. And I, I'll be honest with you, I, well, there's a lot of models I like in the Games Workshop and Forge Roll Line, and usually the Titans is where they lose me. It's like, they look neat conceptually, but when I'm looking at it, I like the Adeptus Titanic. It's like board game. That, to me, looks a little more... Inviting. Anyway. It, exactly, and not necessarily just from a price point, but this one. I mean, try I, storing that damn thing. Do you do you use the base that's like sixteen by sixteen? Yeah, and or do you keep it off the base? I don't know. I think he'd have to go for the base on a on a on a what is it forty four by sixty now? <laughs> You're right, and a quarter of it's this model. Uh huh. Okay. Yes, it only has thirty wounds. Yeah, this one isn't as bad for stat line purposes, but um, let's go on because there's more. The orcs one, I, I forget about the the, the gargantuan squigoth. I love those from Dawn of War One. That you know, everyone get. I have an Avatar Kane. I have a Bloodthirst. I have a Landrider. I have a squigoth. Yes, <laughs> I've seen this at a highly competitive tournament, uh-huh. and uh, the guy was actually winning because of some of the interaction rules. He forgot half of his army, and they were letting him play with beer koozies to represent Ludas. I was like, "No, I'm not playing this no, guy." That's, that's a little. But they, they like that again. People, I'm all about being understanding, but I was my like, rhetoric might stop there. <laughs> did you? How much time did you spend painting those uh, beer koozies? Yeah. Did you spend too much time and money sh- on that? that what was funny is he bought all the beer koozies from that tournament vendor, so that he probably spent like $300 on all the different <laughs> beer koozies and then got shut down to play. I was like, I'm not playing this guy. Um, that's when I was playing, like just getting back into and It was in down in So uh, you were Oklahoma. thinking easy win. That's not what I was trying to get. <laughs> I'm kidding. I was, I'm kidding. I'm like, I know that's bud, what you're trying to get. This is not how we how we do this. I should have just been like, well, I'm going to change up all my army and all my talents are going to be represented by D20s. Right. So, you know, I guess the moral of the story is if you're going to take a squig off, make sure you also field your Ludas and not <laughs> beer koozies. But that that will for, forever be burned in my brain. Beer koozies and squigoths. What's next? We have the t- Tau Manta. Manta. You That's remember this from the old Death Watch game? Oh. It's where you dueled the guy on the wing and and, f- and freaking uh, ousted him with some <laughs> yeah averted like an entire fight between a Death Watch kill team and like a Tau regiment. I rolled like three trip preci- like critical strikes. Like oh man. Wait, long story long. This, I mean, this thing is huge. I I don't remember what is it like a five foot long model. The, I think it's the biggest. Yeah, probably not model. five feet. Like three foot long, 
freaking aerial transport. I don't even remember what this thing can hold. I am at least going to curiously see this. 200 Tau Empire Infantry or Tactical Drone Models, four Devilfish Skyray Gunships or Hammerhead Models, and eight Battlesuit Models wound characteristics of nine or less. That's everything. There's no ore. Right. It's just, here, put it in. We'll take it. Where's it going? <laughs> as far as 20-inch move and 60 wounds with Tough 14 will take us. <laughs> Look at its heavy rail cannon. Oh, yeah. Lord. I almost don't want it. And then it has a one-shot Seeker missile that's not terrible. It's Strength 14. Okay. It's only one attack on the heavy rail cannon, but it has two of them, I think. Uh, it is strength 26, Nick 5. Yeah, two heavy rail cannons, yes. Six ion cannons, two long-barreled burst cannon arrays, two missile pods, and ten seeker missiles. So it actually has... The long-barreled Ten burst. of those one-shot missiles. <laughs> the long-barreled burst cannon array, which it has two of, is 32 attacks. Yeah. So, I mean, realistically, I would, I would want to see, like, I'm thinking minimum onslaught game size for these things to be brought. I can't imagine that you're bringing them in a strike force and getting real use out of them, other than telling your opponent, like, hey, the game's going to be boring. You're going to focus everything on this. That's and, fine. That's- and, yeah, no, I get it. I totally get it. Um, in my mind, these are always more geared towards narrative play. I, yeah. I see great potential in having mega battles and, and sort of fluff narrative happenings. Which that- I'll never d- discourage against. That's That's... The other half of 40K, I mean, uh, the well, I don't know, eighth, you have half the hobby and then you have games. And it's, oh, yeah, it's concerning the- games, I'd say half. I think narrative, you know, if anything, we should be encouraging people to play more of. Yeah, I, I miss uh, us sitting down and play league games and yeah. making up relics and doing fun so. Stuff I tell like you that. what, guys, go out there, buy yourself an Adeptus Titanicus size model and start a narrative play league. Start a crusade, crusade Prove rules, baby. Make that Manta fun. Make it all fun. Well, shoot, I think that brings us to the end of the line. Look. Are you sure you want to scroll through? I added a couple, I kind of, little thing in there. Yeah, you did. I did. Get excited, <laughs> right? <laughs> You're like, we are covered Jakari again. I, that, no, I no. literally <laughs> left the PowerPoint. <laughs> was like, how'd this happen? So look. No, like, I think realistically we had a couple of slides left over. And I didn't think of anything that, you know, anyway. What I want to point out, everybody, is we are finished with faction previews. From here on out, we're going to be talking about Drakari. We're going to be talking about list building. We want to include guests. Um, but we're off to a good start. This puts us up to uh, seven episodes. Um, and we have we are up on iTunes, Spotify. Um, we have an email. WebwayWorldwide at gmail.com. Send us your notes. Send us your feedback. Send us your suggestions for episodes. And to add on to that, modest Batch Brothers stew here, uh, you know, we have upcoming the event coming up. One of us will be playing Leviathan box set Tyranids, and the other will be playing Leviathan, Leviathan box set Adeptus Astartes. Yeah, the Batch Brothers here are going to be participating in GW's uh, encouragement slash entourage of fun, fa- fantastic gameplays of 10th edition and um Scott or I will be taking on Scott and I will be taking on um the challenge that GW has faced us and see how balanced Leviathan is and then what we're going to do is probably uh look at uh setting up subscribers and then when we get enough we're going to start gifting out like nobody's business. Yeah, we've kicked around the idea of doing giveaways. Show us some of your love and we'll return it tenfold maybe with a knife in the back or two. Uh but yeah, to that point you want to cover that 
look forward to us doing our own sort of iteration of the Battle for the Agra. I'm sure we'll do a, co- a show covering it, podcast to start, maybe some pictures to follow. Uh, and then I think from there, just sort of a tentative roadmap, I would like to see us maybe pick up a codex, go out of our binds and or go out of our, our, our boundaries and talk a little more on the things outside the webway. Yeah, so what we have for uh, in August is Tyranids and Space Marines, which is going to be a lot to dive on. Yeah, we got a lot of time between now and then. I imagine we may not cover every indice, uh, but if you do have any requests, email us, and then we'll certainly cover the ones we like, and more to come on that. Um, I just want to point out that we do have Show Me Showdown coming up for a three-day tournament uh, uh, put on by 40KC, my home team. Uh, we're going to be playing from that Friday on 14th, 15th, and 16th of July. Awesome. Well, where's that at again? That is in Kansas City, Missouri. Cool. Um, check them out on the Facebook page. Uh, Nathan Martin is running it, and Sean Dilley is going to be the main TO. Um, I'm trying to get Scott in, <laughs> into being a side TO and I, come and enjoy. So. Yeah, you know, I, I would like to get more exposure around that. Um, you know how it goes. You know, you start painting oh. and you look at what isn't painted. And you're like, do I really want to show up and pretend like I'm one of these guys? Like, they're going to see right through me. Look, everybody's there to have fun. Absolutely. And that's the number one goal. And I just want to share um, this huge GT that's going to be, I think, the biggest GT to start off 10th edition. Yeah, okay. Last year we had 250 plus players. Wow. That's a lot. It is a lot for three days. You gotta, you gotta find. Yeah, pace yourself. The last two, last few years, it's been two. I placed third. Oh, oh wow! Out of all those people, and with Drukari, you gonna with, do it again? I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot for it again. <laughs> shoot for number one. Look, there's a lot of high volume and uh, lots of top players coming to that thing. So, uh, I just want to show uh, Vector. I got what it takes. Yeah, yeah, he is watching. He always is. <laughs> Well, that's great. Yeah, when you know, if you see us there, uh, come up to us, say hello. I don't even think we have an audience yet, but we're soon to find out. <laughs> look, I think we should definitely look at t-shirts. Well, we gotta we gotta wear them first. Um, that's what I'm, I'm gonna we'll wear it first. Look at one. it later. Want to make one? All right, well, ladies one. and gentlemen, this has been Dark City Discord. I've been Batch Brother Scott, and I'm Stuart. And we'll catch you next time for the next episode. In the meantime, this has been Dark City Discord. Signing off. <laughs> You want me? Uh, you want me to do another cold closure? Did you say it? <laughs> I did. Oh, sorry. It's totally fine. I'm so tired. No, we, we're so well practiced now. We're just gonna record player our way out of here, a broken record our way out of here. All right, thanks, ladies and gentlemen. This has been Faction Focus Number Six. We'll see you around for the next one. Uh, what? Uh, what? <laughs>